Thanks for listening to the Gateway Live podcast, a collection of recent sermons, teaching, and inspirational content brought to you by Gateway Church of Upstate New York. Visit our website at gatewaylive.org for more information. Now, here's today's message. Joel, why did you have to preach my whole message? You can go home now. Uh, we're, I'm going to do things a little bit different. If, if you have prayer at the end of the service, you come up, tell me, tell different ones here, and you pray together because I want to focus on one thing uh, today. And uh, uh, and I know, and I realize, you know, we got you're visiting. We love you, uh, and some people didn't know Steve, uh, but there's a big majority of us here that did. And um, just to briefly bring you up to speed is why. Um, there is a spirit of heaviness um, but uh, upon us because my brother about, oh, I don't know now, almost three weeks ago had a, I mean, healthy as a horse, just had a sudden event where his heart stopped and because it stopped so long, um, it, it, uh, his brain function was so limited that there was no hope of, of healing in this world. And... Uh, so last night, about 30 hours ago, or yesterday morning, about just about 30 hours ago, I stood by his bedside uh, with uh, April and Jeannie and, and Shelly, and we uh, experienced that, him leaving this world. Got one scripture to read and, and a little bit to say. It says uh, in Isaiah 61, it says, in one, the Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because... The Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. He sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty, to proclaim liberty to the captives, to open the prison to those who are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord, the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all that mourn, to console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes and the oil of joy for mourning and the garment of praise for the spirit of of heaviness. That is a promise. And I know there's a heaviness and there's that grief that I believe is nothing but, and I'll say it again and again, and it's, it's an expression of what he meant and the joy of the fellowship. And we stand here today um, feeling loss, and it's okay to feel loss. You know, we don't need, again, I'm going to say it, we don't need to crack open a can of religion and dump it out in moments like this. We need to live and, and, and experience it and embrace it. And um, so, so I'm a little bit, you know, uh, it's a little bit different. Come on back again in another time. And, uh, uh, you know, there will be the place, you know, the walls will be shaken. But I'm going to tell you before it's over today, these walls are going to shake. Because, uh, you know, everybody asks, you know, you know, how you doing, how you doing? And, and I agree, uh, uh, April Stark, and she's watching, uh, is uh, set the tone for us. Uh, uh, just a tone of just faith. And uh, so I never do this, but I was up. In the middle of the night last night, because God said, you need to write this down, because your memory's not that good. 
So I had to write it down. And uh, I've had a rough week. Uh, actually, been a rough three weeks. We were in Oklahoma, and our grandson, and and some of you know, you know, the medical issues that they that they kept declaring over him, and uh, you know, and and the anxiety that that brings. Uh, you know, you say, well, if you're a Christian, you're anxious for nothing. Well, no. If you're a Christian, you get anxious and you bring it to God. Is what happens. You don't escape those feelings, and and so that anxiety that we're feeling that in in the prayer that was there, um, you know, it started. You know, twenty twenty four came in with a bang, and uh, and and then to get a call about my brother and in, in the the heart event and in the anxiety and in and going through this process, it's amazing how. Years can go by and seem like moments, and then days can go by and feel like years. And so I've been in a time in the last, you know, since I came home and, and uh, you know, where you're just kind of in a time warp, and, and you know, you're counting breaths and, uh, and all that thing. So, so I've, had, I've had a rough week. And uh, during this week, I've seen hundreds of acts of selflessness. I, I, I watched a, uh, uh, a hospital waiting room, T5 ICU waiting room. Not a good place to be. I watched it be filled with that living water. And, and, and just uh, my brothers and sisters come in and, and just not even having to say a word, but just the glory of God literally fill that room. See, I've, see, I've, had, I've had a rough week. I've I, I watched uh, uh, the love of God touch over and over again just at the right time those that were in need. When one was up, the other was down, and there was ministry going on constantly. Yeah, it was rough. I, 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 I was at a point in, in, in all of this where I just was overwhelmed with grief and, and, and sitting there, and, and April comes out, and I said something that I had to apologize for. I told her, I said, I said April, and I meant this. Uh, Steve, was, I don't have a dear friend in the world. And to see him in that condition, I, I said, April, I said, I don't know if I can do this. I said, man, I'm sorry. I don't, not, not that I couldn't stay there, but I didn't, I, I was thinking of the, the service that's coming and I just, and I'm sitting there and, and she looked at me with such compassion. I'm the big preacher, right? And she, I'm sitting there and she grabs both of my, didn't just grab my hand, she put her hands, sandwiched mine between hers and just, as I just, wept. And, and she said, wait, it's okay. And, and so, I, you know, I, I just I'm, was in awe of her. And, and uh, because th that grief coming out in our lives, is, is, oh, whoa, how terrible, how terrible. No, it's not terrible. It's not. And, and, and I watched as she was at the end of a rope and, and some, my great 
wonderful sisters, the body of Christ, my brothers, come alongside her when she was in, in that place of such you know, grief and darkness that, that the body of Christ stood there in those rivers of living water, washed over her again and again until she was lifted up. Yeah, it was tough to see a hundred miracles happen all around us, seemingly every day. The, un, the unselfish act. I, I, I watched as uh, the gifts of God flow through the body of Christ. Let me tell you what. When it is in the midst of those times of trial, you see the glory of God. You can go hide and say, oh no, I wanna, don't want to be a part of it. But how much you miss. I saw God's provision and glory and goodness and we laughed and cried at the same time. We had that joy and grief in, in, in its fullness. Why? Because, because the presence of God was there. I watched as uh, my brother who I thought I had been out of fellowship for so long and was such an incredible encouragement to me in the past years who I thought I had lost, I watched him walk into the waiting room with just such an open spirit of a gift of, uh, of ministry and just giving. And, and, and I watched that restoration without even words taking place. Just the glory of God. Yeah, I had a rough week. I watched uh, um, that moment when I was in a waiting room because, you know, it was 6.38. And Jeannie comes, wakes me up and she says, wait, his breathing's completely changed. And, and I come into the room as he's taking his last breath and there April is uh, over his body. And uh, I heard my sister pray and thank God. You know, I, I, heard, I heard faith just pour out in a time of great grief. I stood there in amazement as, as, uh, as I, this is what I know happened. It, you know, I wanted, we all wanted that Lazarus moment when, when God, uh, uh, you know, spoke, Lazarus, come forth and and Lazarus, wrapped in grave clothes, comes out of an earthly tomb back to a fallen world. But I was in a room in that moment when, when, when the Lord Jesus said, Steve, your course is finished. I'm going to call your name, and I want you to come home. There is a reward for you. I, w- I was there at that very moment in time when the angels of God swept into that room and escorted him. Yeah, that was rough. When the glory of God, and, and I'm telling you, you can hear it from Shelly and Jeannie in, in April. As that transpired, the tangible uh, 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 atmosphere of that room was thick. It was almost vibrating with, with that unseen world. As, as I believe the angels 
escorting, say, oh boy, you, you're making things. I'm not making things up, folks. There's things that go on that we don't see, and all we do is feel the effects of them. And we sat there in stunned silence for 30 minutes or more. Yeah, that was rough. To be a part of the miraculous. To be see the glory of God. To see faith in action. To be, I'm telling you, you ask me how I'm doing, I am drenched to the bone in rivers of living water. I mean, from the end, and I'm, yo, you know, you're trying, I'm telling you, I am absolutely so overwhelmed by the grace and goodness of God, and not just the thought of, well, scriptures might be true, because I know they are, but the actions of faith by my brothers and sisters all around me, and that just absolutely inundated that hospital. I was there in that ICU waiting room when uh, there was another family whose 24-year-old daughter had an asthma attack so severe that they she did not recover. And they sat there in hopeless, hopeless grief. And I was able to, uh, uh, because of the hope that we have, speak a word and, and, and tell them I would pray. And, and as they come out, as they unhooked her, as they come out, one of the ants, uh, you know, not everybody's going to receive this. And they kind of went around us and were just wanted to grieve. And, but one of the ants came to me who I'd never met before in my life and just collapsed. And I was able to speak a word and plant a seed. Yeah, it was a rough week. The glory of God, let me tell you something. I'm telling you, it's in those atmospheres that he shows up. I happened to be in the operating room as they disconnected Steve. He was an organ donor, and they wanted to... uh, um, you know, somebody else to be blessed. What a gift. And I was in that operating room with April and, and Mallory and Gabe and, uh, and watched as uh, the medical staff stood around, stood there with such honor and reverence, just waiting and hoping that they could somehow uh, give a gift of life to somebody else. And, uh, and to watch their, uh, just their demeanor was absolutely amazing. I watched as one of the nurses there, she'd grab his hand or touch his head, and every time she did, she'd close her eyes. And I knew she was speaking a blessing. Hundreds of acts of faith. And, and grace and goodness. Yes, you know, there's grief. But I'm telling you what, if you go hide from it, you're going to miss His glory. We've got a service coming that we'll tell you about. And my expectation is for us to give Him a send-off like any other. 
to honor that man. And uh, I got to tell you that his family, his brother, his sisters, watching them, they loved him. <laughs> and uh, just watching them interact and, and them watching us had a profound effect. So I tell you what, it wasn't as rough as you think. When you stand where the glory of God is just over and over being played out, it was a good place. It was a place of incredible honor. If it wasn't my job, and really it's not, I'd want to be there. And I want to be there again. Or I would want if it was me in the bed and you're there. Yeah, go ahead and grieve. But don't you know the glory of God ought to be filling in all of our lives? So, yeah, it was a rough week. But I stand here just filled and, and uh, it with hope and with joy. And I got to tell you, a- April, you can turn it off for a minute if you want or listen. I don't care. She doesn't need your pity. That's the wrong source. You know, we can be sorry for her, but I'm telling you, God's got that woman in the palm of her hand. And and get get this, and I don't I don't have the scripture text, so and I didn't give it to you. I should have, I'm sorry. I actually wasn't thinking of it. But how many of you know, and I realize Mary's lifted up as an idol in, in some religions, and we because of that, sometimes we avoid talking about her all, but Mary was awesome. Mary, the mother of Jesus, was favored, right? Gabriel comes to her and says, Mary, blessed art thou above uh, among women, you know, and, and God favors you. And then put her through turmoil. <laughs> then he put her through having to answer being an unwed mother. And, and the trauma that goes with that. And God, all the while, get, putting the pieces together. And he, she finally gets to the temple, and Simon's there, and, 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 he, and, and a prophet or you know, a man of God, and he sees the Christ, the, the promised child, and he says, oh, we're blessed. And he, and he gives us all these, this glorious stuff. And he looks at Mary, and he said, but a sword is going to pierce your heart. Ooh, I want to be used by God. A sword, a woman that's favored, experienced such great grief. My sister is favored, even in her grief. And I look forward to seeing unfold in our lives uh, just just what God is going to do. The seeds that were sown. The, 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 the miracles that went on. The, the glory of God that was real. I just, I just am, I am convinced that uh, um, more than ever, that 2024 is going to be a year of, of God's provision and abundance and and, you know, uh, we're going to see people come to a, just an, a, a relationship and an understanding 
I, I was there with Steve, and I, I'll, I'll save it for his service. I got so much to say about the guy. And, uh, but I, I want to finish what I started last week. If you hadn't read that uh, or, or listened to that um, message last week, I, uh, I'm reading from John chapter 7, verse uh, 37. So it says it like this. He says, uh, On the last and most important day of the festival, Jesus stood up and cried, If anyone is thirsty, he should come to me and drink. The one who believes in me, as the Scripture has said, will have streams of living water flowing from deep within him. Let me say it again. The one who believes in me, as the Scripture hath said, will have streams of living water flowing from deep within. He said this about the Spirit. Those who believed in Jesus were going to receive the Spirit, for the Spirit had not yet been received because Jesus had not yet been glorified. It matters what you believe about Him. There are those of you maybe sitting here this morning that you might believe that he was a great figure in history. There's no denying that he lived. You can try to deny it, but the reality, there's too much evidence of that. There's those that may believe he was a great teacher or a great, you know, his, uh, uh, his word is a great uh, lifestyle to live. But I am here to tell you, if you believe on Him as the Scripture has said, you will believe He is literally the invisible image, or, or the visible image of the, the living God. The visible image of the invisible God. A God that we cannot see chose a body and, and dwelt in it. That we could have relationship. If you believe on Him as the Scripture has said, you believe that He is the door to everything in the kingdom. If you believe on Him as the Scripture has said, you believe that He is the anchor of your soul. That He keeps you from drifting in times of trial. If you believe on Him as the Scripture has said, You believe that He's coming back for those that have made themselves ready. And if you believe on Him as the Scripture has said, the reality of it is, if if you're going to embrace all that and, and allow His Spirit literally to overtake you. I loved what Jeannie did just before we left. I don't know if it was a Christmas service, whatever it is. But she stood up here. Some of you are so afraid of spiritual things. And you think if you're asking God for His Spirit that He's going to give you a serpent. You know what He said? I'm not going to do that to you. He said, which one of you had children? If you ask bread, what are we going to give you a stone? He loves us. And yet we're afraid of being overtaken by him. And I don't know how else he'll take it. When you allow his spirit to literally fill you, 
We're commanded to be filled by His Spirit, right? What a wonderful thing to be filled by His Spirit. Because if I'm not filled by His Spirit, I'm literally drawing in my life from a source that is just temporary, sometimes muddy, hurtful. You know, all right, so i got to tell you this. This is just me. Forgive me. I'm not trying to, but uh, uh, I'm going to use engineering language. I was uh, at a young man. I was raised with a, on a farm, and so mechanics and stuff always around us. And so my choice, when I got out of high school, I went into the Navy, and I became a machinist mate, which um, they sent me to engineering school uh, running a power plant. And, uh, and um, eventually got aboard a guided missile frigate and, and got to the place where I was running the engine room, which had turbines and uh, electrical turbines and main turbines that turned the screw and, and uh, um, uh, just pumps everywhere. And so I have worked with pumps all of my life. Uh, even after I got out of the Navy, went into um, H- air conditioning refrigeration, and that, that has always been part, you know, if you needed help. In fact, I was telling uh, Cliff the other day, you know, as uh, I was there in the waiting room and somebody called and she said, here, ask Pastor, and somebody gets on the phone about some, some uh, uh, heating and air conditioning problem. I, half the calls I get, oh, what's up? Hey, uh, you know what? My, my, uh, <laughs> my water pump's not working right. You guys, can you, uh, you know, well, that must frustrate you. No, not at all. But, so let me tell you about pumps. So, uh, uh, you know, it, it, it matters where you draw from. In that engine room, we had oil pumps. That, that literally the, the oil sump, that, that reservoir of oil was hundreds and hundreds of gallons and it would pump through all the bearings and it'd cool and come back in. And, and you, if, you did, if your pump wasn't running, uh, you literally, you were in trouble. We had, we had condensate pumps that, that steam pressure would, would uh, come and turn the turbines, and as it got through the other side of the turbine, it would condense back into water, and the condensate pumps would pump it back to the boiler to be reheated and to come back to steam. You never wanted to put condensate in the oil sump. wouldn't function correctly, right? You follow me? It matters the suction side of the pump, it matters what it's sucking. You follow me? Let me just, you know, so you're not offended, we'll say intake. Okay? The intake side of the pump, it matters where you're drawing from. You cannot get living water if the intake is this world. Telling you the end from the beginning. You follow me? Funny story. I was there. Uh, I'd been there a few years, and I, you know, in the Navy, in the engine room, spent a lot of time uh, in the oceans, 
of the world and, and the Pacific and Indian Ocean. And uh, one of the jobs, because it was salt water all around, and I uh, uh, was keeping the space looking good. We wanted to paint it, you know. And so for the first year there, you weren't an engineer, you painted. That's all you did. And so in the second, third year, I got to be, you know, a leader in the, in the, in the group. And, and uh, I had this bright idea of creating this paint sprayer, right? And I had this engineering idea because of the pumps that we had, an air injector. And so I make up this paint sprayer, and I got air hose to it, and I'm, I'm going to, instead of in there with a brush, I'm going to go in there just a ball of fire and paint this place. Back in, in the, it was called the bilges. It was the lower part of the ship in the engine room. And so I, I, I hook up everything and I, and I tell my chief about it. He says, hey, it looks like it might work. And I get down there and I pull on the air hose back and I'm getting way back in behind the equipment. I pull and I yank the air hose. And, and I'm there, okay, I'm getting ready to go. And I turn the air on. When I did, the air just exploded in the can. Paint went everywhere. And the lights went off, and the ship went dead. I'm like, what did I just do? I mean, it was like, it was like a gunshot. Boom! And everything went dark. Well, what happened was I was pulling the hose. I hit a controller of the condensate pump and shut the pump off. And one pump, not operating like it should, it literally shut this warship completely down in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. Just boom. I'm like, I, I didn't realize until I crawled out in the light. You know, we have auxiliary, and, and I look, and I'm like, ooh, boy, turn that switch on. <laughs> Let's roll the hoses up and get out of here. I, ne I never got in trouble. I just, uh, ooh. And it always, back then, in the old days, it took, it took six hours to restart the plant. You had to let everything cool down and come back up. And uh, so we were just dead in the water bobbing there. And I'm like, was it me? <laughs> oh, I got a hundred of them. But it matters. We as human beings... I don't care. We have, so a pump will take intake, and then there's the, the uh, discharge side of the pump, and it's always increasing in pressure, right? You take oil from a sump, and you increase it to the, the pressure that you want it, so it supplies. You take condensate, you get enough pressure. You take your well pump, if you, you have one. There's got to be enough pressure to get water everywhere. You know, and, and so the intake and then the discharge side of us. See, we always, I hope you're getting this, whatever we take in, we pressurize it. Something bad could happen to you. And if you're not thinking right, you know what? You make the determination, you take a little bit of fear and anxiety, and all of a sudden, your world is over. Things happen. We internalize it. We're pumping it out. Boom. My God, you hate me. This is bad. It's all bad. It's always bad. 
Anybody ever do that? Let me tell you what, just so everybody knows, I, last week I was, I was, I was in rough shape. Um, man, I had to have the chair, and, and uh, I didn't know what was going on. And it was grief and, and exhaustion and all of that. But it got so bad, I got to tell you what happened. I went to the doctors. Can you imagine that? And I'm thinking, man, oh man, your ministry is over. You're not, you don't have the strength to do anything anymore. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm taking in this information that my body's telling me, and I, you know, and, and, and it's like I, because I literally could not think. I was a mess. Thinking, I, what, what is this? And I, I get to the doctors and EKG and heart blood pressure, and he said, Pretty, "You're perfect." He pulls out, he pulls out that thing where they stick it in your ear, and he goes, "Ah," he said, "You got." You got a piece of earwax stuck on your eardrum. I said, well, that sounds life-threatening. He says, hey, he said, my, no, he said, you're going to have to soften it up. We, got, we need to get that out of there. And so for the next day and a half, I threw earwax, clean, whatever in my, I'm, I'm sorry, this is personal, but I did this. And, and so I'm pumping my ear full of, you know, that stuff. And all the while, I was feeling worse. You ever feel like, you know, if you're plugged up and you're plugged up evenly, okay, at least you're balanced. You plugged up one side, you're walking like this. I mean, it was bad. It was so bad, Jeannie turned every light in the house on. That's a whole other story. I love light. She said, well, I hope this will make them feel better. She turned every light on. And so... I get back to the doctor's that next day. He sits it up there, and he gets a thing, and he does his stuff, and he, he hits it with a syringe, and it was like, he said, how you feel? I'm like, I, I, just, I could not believe the difference. I, I mean, so I'm going to tell you, if you're feeling bad, clean your ears. <laughs> it is the answer to everything now, Okay. If you see me up here tipping around, give me a Q-tip. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> uh, I, I, I tell you, it's been months that I've had that. So, but I am, I am, my head is clear. And but my point is, a piece of earwax, pressurized in my thought process. Had me thinking that the whatever was going to happen. I'm going to tell you what, there's things that you, is in your life right now that you've made a declaration because of what you're taking in and, and you've pressurized it and the, and the discharge of your thought is something that just... Don't be crazy. So I saw this. I don't even know if it was a dream or a vision, but I saw... The stream flowing, and it was just muddy and cloudy, and, 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 it, and it seemed this tributary come, come into it, just, it just almost made itself. It came in, and, and it started uh, uh, just changing the entire uh, makeup of that stream. 
So much so, and, and, and until eventually that tributary grew to the degree that it took over the entire stream and the waters were clear and there was a, a dam that just stopped all that stuff. If anybody thirsts, Jesus says, let me be your intake. That's what he said. It's not that you just go there and get a drink and say, oh, Jesus, that's good. I like your, I like that flavor. Now let me go try another one. Let me try something else. Let me, when, you, when you thirst and you realize that he's the answer, then, then you literally, you, you, you do your utmost and very best to, to, to uh, believe on him and to, and to allow his life to, to overtake and flow through you to the degree that, that literally the discharge of your life, the, what's pressurized in us, we take in the glory of God and his goodness and the hope and the faith and the joy and the peace. And it just literally is pressurized in these earthen pumps. And if you let it, the discharge of your life in the midst of tragedy, in the midst of loss, in the midst of such grief, the discharge of your life is joy. How can you have such grief and joy at the same time? It's all about the intake. It's all about what you allow into your life and what you, you have chosen to connect to and to believe. Some of you have been told in your life, ooh, look at what time it is. All kinds of junk. But I'm telling you what, Jesus has a different declaration over you. And you don't have to go and undo all that's been done. You just have to turn toward Him. That is why the Scripture declares that we bring our thoughts into obedience, into captivity to the obedience of Christ that we make our declarations with thanksgiving. We make petitions to Him. Just, you know, when our hearts are heavy, you don't give in and you don't all of a sudden open the floodgates to, to that ungodliness in the, in the world, but you turn toward Him and you, you wrestle those thoughts and say, Jesus, I'm going to believe in You. I'm going to believe on You. As the Scripture has said, some of you have suffered such incredible grief but I'm here to tell you what, you can stay connected to that grief or you can allow the intake of your life <clears throat> that didn't come out too bad, did it? I'm telling you, I'm not up here trying to manufacture a message in a bad time. I'm up here speaking what I believe was what God would say to each and every one of you. If you're not in grief today and 
and you didn't know Steve that much, yeah, okay. I don't, I'm not mad at you. My world is rocked and yours is not. That's all right. One day, your world will be. <clears throat> what I hope is I'm there to help you through it. What I hope is the intake of my life continues to be the glory of God, the Spirit of God, the love of God, and watch it as it just flows out and say, oh, does that make you better than somebody? No, we're not even close. Well, I can't do that. Who are you listening to? Well, it's not me. Well, it's not me either. It's, this is his spirit. So quit using you as an excuse. That's good. Stand with me. Ah. So, yeah, we didn't see one miracle that we really wanted. But I saw countless. that I hardly ever expected. I expected them. But I saw a group of people whose intake was Christ. So the discharge was good. It was great. Some of you, through crazy acts, you've shut the pump off altogether. Come on. Start it all over again. Get to that place where you just, I'm telling you what, I'm telling you, God is good. I don't do this for a living. I do this because I want people to know it. I do. I want people to, I want that lady In T5, I see you waiting room who come out and just fell into my arms. I want her to know what I know. I want you to hear the question, man, please. It's not words in a book. It is literally a life that's lived. And it's good. The Father today as we speak your grace and your goodness over our lives. God, let it continually be that the intake of our lives is because we thirst for you. If there's somebody here this morning that is taking that drink for the first time, my God, and they, they open up just a little bit and that tributary begins to flow into their life. God, what a great day. There's somebody here, Lord, who's, who's kind of caught between the two. Let them this morning, Jesus, not just go to you when, when, in a time of need, but go to you and, 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 and continually that you become the very source. The very source. You are my hiding place. 
You are my hiding place. And you're a refuge. Father, your goodness upon April, upon Gabe, upon Mallory, Lord, as they rejoice. Cliff and all of those, his sisters, and your goodness upon us, God, your goodness upon us, who was shared in the life of such a great man. I stand here privileged, Lord, but I know that's not the only need, and so God is. Somebody's heart is touched here this morning by your word. Let them respond. Let them open their spirit. Let that living water that's filling this house. God, as they feel it, let it, Lord Jesus, give them the courage to turn towards you and drink. I speak your grace and your goodness. As we sing, as we play, would you please pray? If you're okay, there's some people that could use your prayers. Pray for me. Pray for pray for April. Come on down. Let's just come together and, and uh, just, man, let's just love on one another. If you have a very specific need, tell me. I'm telling you, my God is big enough that I can carry that and yours too. You watch. So, I open these altars today. Let God touch you this morning as we pray together in Jesus' name. Thanks for listening to this week's message. Be sure and subscribe to the podcast to be notified when new messages are released. And remember to visit gatewaylive.org for more information.